was with a guy um, recently, and he did not really grow up knowing the Lord. He uh, maybe went through some church camps a few times, but um, I'm having a conversation with him, and he is telling me about his desire to uh, to use hardcore drugs in order to engage in the supernatural realm. Um, and basically, he wanted to actually encounter and see demons um, was his goal. And <laughs> I'm sitting and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and, and then he goes on to tell me about his desire to not only do them, but learn how to make them. Oh, God. And then sell them with the logic that even if I get arrested, as long as I make millions of dollars, I put it in the bank and I come out of jail and I'm rich. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to say right now. So, oh God, what do you want to do? Um, and so I, I, I just start asking him, somehow he gets, he start. I don't remember if he asked me what I thought about that or if I want to do that, whatever. Oh, God. Um, so I just responded to whatever his question was, what do you think about that? I, some, I said something like, well, you know, I've, I've been able to in, encounter, um, have, have experiences like that um, without the use of drugs. Something very similar happened as I started telling them. <laughs> and this guy had so much alcohol that day. Like, he was not even shy about it at all, about how much he had consumed. Um, and so he wasn't one of those people that's, like, really ticked off when he's drunk. So I really appreciated that. He's, um, he's actually, you know, still enjoyable to be around. Um, he just, you know, gets really transparent. Um, and so, okay, um, and, and he's, he hears me say that about just experience I've had of like drunk or high or, or, or whatever, you know, and, and he's just like, he's like, um, he's looking at me as I start laughing and, 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 and shaking a little bit. He's like, dude, you're more messed up than I am. <laughs> I said, I know. <laughs> I don't remember what he said. Um, but I asked him if he were able to have those type of experiences that he was looking for without the use of drugs or lots and lots and lots and lots of alcohol, um, then um, would he want to try it? And he said, yes. He said, yes. And so I'm like, good. <laughs> so... It's, it's actually a couple of hours. We go to dinner, da-da-da. Um, he, he comes back. He didn't have anything to drink for dinner. I was like, no, 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 because it'll make it easier later to, you know, try a little experiment. So, <laughs> so we go eat. We come back. We, we're done. And so um, I just invite, I just, he sits down. I sit down. I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't know what this looks like, but I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come, and we're going to see what happens. 
And he said, oh, yeah, man, you just, you just do whatever you want. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just here. Um, I'll follow your lead. So I'm like, that's really good. Um, so I sit down with him, and, or I sit down next to him, and I just say, come, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit. I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. Oh, are you feeling anything? Uh, maybe a little something, he says. Okay, that's good, that's good. Um, he couldn't really describe it, so I was just asking, okay, more, Lord, Holy Spirit, more, more, more. And, um, and, and I, I don't exactly remember all the order from events here, but I'm like, actually, I have him doing a little peace pipe some of you guys are familiar with, where he just kind of <laughs> smoke in the peace of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> <laughs> And he's, he's, he, he starts feeling tingling. He's like physical manifestations. I'm like, this is working. <laughs> oh, and I told him in the beginning too, and I think this was really important. It just dropped in my head right as we began. I was like, dude, the less you try right now, the easier it's going to be to receive. You know, sometimes we like get in like, God, I've been waiting for this encounter all night. Please. <laughs> we did the opposite of that. Um, and the Bible talks about crying out. It talk, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But, you know, what God's doing right now... What, we'll get to that later i'm just gonna say the testimony i'll preach at you after um um so he's feeling the tingly thingies and um and then so he's he's starting to feel the presence of god a little bit and so i i ask him my next question the holy spirit was holy spirit would you show us something cool about heaven or about Jesus? Um, and, and he pipes up and says, yeah, something we didn't know before. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, I like that. Something we didn't know. And so we, we just wait, we wait, we wait. And then I said, do you feel anything? And I told him, you might see a picture, you might feel peace or love, or, or I, don't, I don't remember what I said. You might, you might hear a phrase in your head. Um, and I like to do this with my little nieces and nephew, too. Is that better? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this thing is not staying on my ear properly. Um, so I'd like to do that with my little nieces and nephew. We just turn on some worship, and we have a little Holy Ghost dance party. It's lots of fun. Then we bring it down a little bit, and like, okay, let's, let's hear from God. Let's listen to the Holy Spirit. And, and they're learning. They're, um, they're learning to see pictures. My little nephew is always seeing something rather dramatic, so it's really cool, you know. <laughs> so um, anyway, so, so I told him that and, and then asked this, this guy I was with, hey, are you feeling anything? And he, he's, he says, I just feel all this peace right now. I feel all this peace, and I think this is what heaven's like. I'm like, whoa. And uh, I like how Bill Johnson says, you know, peace is like, it's the oxygen of heaven. 
know, and, and in our world, that uh, peace is, is the absence of conflict. But in the kingdom, peace is the presence of a person. God, Jesus, is the Prince of Peace. He walks into a room. He carries peace with him. And so we're talking a little bit about that. And I, I, share, him some, I share with him some stuff that I was seeing. And uh, he, uh, he in um, I, the next question, I said, Holy Spirit, what, what do you feel right now about, about us? Will you show us how Jesus feels about us? That's my question. And so we wait, we wait. Are you feeling anything? Are you feeling anything? I just, I feel love and protection. Just, have you ever felt that before? He said, no, I've never felt this before. And, and I start prophesying over him. You're a warrior. You're a man of courage. You're going to bring courage to the heart. Many people in a time of, of, circum, of, of bad circumstances and distress, something along those lines, it was actually just, it was, it was encouraging. There's power on it. It was just simple prophecy. We just step out with those simple things, you know. It's, and and it's, it's amazing. He actually physically felt an, an impact on, on his heart, he felt some kind of presence come and, and encounter him. As I was saying that, he started feeling heat on his right knee. Um, these are, this is a guy that's never felt God before, ever. Never encountered God. Two hours earlier was telling me about his goals to do acid and all types of hardcore drugs and then make it and sell it and become rich off of it. And right now he's encountering God. It said, has any drug or alcohol ever made you feel this way? No, never. never. And I and I start prophesying over him. I just start. I start. It, actually, he starts like preaching the kingdom to me. <laughs> I was like, man, this is so easy. He's just so easy. God wants to encounter you, and he's like, yeah, you know, God really wants to come. You just you just invite him. You just ask him. He wants to encounter you. And I don't remember what else he said, but he's he's preaching the kingdom to me, and I'm like. This guy doesn't know God, <laughs> and, but God just met him, and he just encountered him for the first time. And I just start sharing, just, uh, just felt led to start sharing an experience that I, that I had in 09 with him, which is basically just, it's just the gospel, and, and, just, and, and he's, he's picturing what I'm seeing, and he's just, he's encountering the Lord and feels so relaxed, you know, um, and, and has, has never encountered the Lord that way. Um, I'm sharing this because God is he's doing something right now that he's really been doing for a long time, but there's an awakening that's stirring right now on the earth where he is showing, I, he's showing us how much he actually does want to encounter and break in. I want us to turn to... Oh. No, we're not going to do that yet. We're going to stand up. This is going to be a little interactive. And we're going to ask God to do the same thing for us that he just did for the, the guy I was telling you about. What he did for these guys at the mall. He's going to invite him to come. He actually wants to encounter you. So I'm just going to stop preaching and make it simple. Come, Holy Spirit. Come right now. Manifest your presence here.
Spirit. I want you to raise your hand right now if you're experiencing something. If you're experiencing, hold it high, hold it high. We're going to ask him for more. More Holy Spirit right now. More of your presence. Raise them high if you're feeling something, if you're experiencing something. It may be, may be just a sense of peace. You may be feeling something in your body. He may be speaking some kind of phrase to you. Okay, good. I want us to do, keep your hands held high. I want everyone to open your eyes. If your hand is not up, I want you to lay hands on someone whose hand is up right now and ask for more. Okay. Okay, well, I'm not feeling anything. How can I get them to feel it? Just ask God, <laughs> and he'll show up. <laughs> yeah, find anybody. Hand raised, put a hand on them. Good, good, good. Ask them, say, more, Lord, more, Lord, more Holy Spirit. You're going to hear things that are maybe funny or odd or distracting. That's okay. Just, just say, God, if it's you, I want it. If it's you, I want it, God. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Put your hands down. How many of you, by a show of hands, this was your first time to encounter God's presence? Show of hands. Anybody? This is your first time. I'd, if you're holding them up, clean them really high. <laughs> so I can't see. Maybe I just step up here. Okay. So, good. There are a lot of people who have been feeling things before. Um, I want a microphone. And I want, um, I want the first three people that can get up here to share with me what you just experienced. Go. Come on, Tara. <laughs> Two more. Start walking up here. I might call you out. Yeah. Share what you experienced. 
Um, let me see. I felt at first it felt like overwhelming joy, just kind of like bubbling up from here. I actually started swaying, almost fell backwards, and I almost fell forward. <laughs> and I just felt it like bubbling, bubbling until it was just like this hearty laughter coming out. Not uncontrollable, I think people misunderstand. Mm-hmm. But it's like you feel it and you just wanna let it out. So um <laughs> felt that. Felt some heat in my body. Um, and just felt that he was literally just right here, close. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> All day I just, I haven't been able to feel like I can breathe. I feel like the air's been really thick. Tell us thick. your name. I'm Ariel. Ariel, this was Tara, by the way. <laughs> this is Ariel. Hey. Um, and I've just been speaking to the Lord all day, like, oh, what is this? Um, and... When I was standing there, I just began to encounter his peace, like, really heavily and just, like, a refreshing breath, and I felt heat through my body, and um, I was just overcome with his goodness. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> That's good. Pray for us. Pray, pray that over us. Papa, I just ask that you give us a revelation of your goodness, God, yes, God. that you would just overwhelm us with your heavy glory, Papa. God, I just thank you for your peace and that you would just wreck us with it, God. (laughs) (laughs) Mason's still having his encounter. Tell us what you're experiencing right now, Mason. Oh, my God. Hi, I'm Mason. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing this on purpose. <laughs> it's kind of it's awesome. <laughs> oh. Cool. You can you can stay there. <laughs> He's feeling the Lord. Mason is very. Thank you guys so much. Y'all can take your seat. Mason, you just do your thing, dude. Um. This is. Let's just go ahead and turn. Matthew five. Is he gonna talk about the Bible tonight? You know, something really cool about some of the things Jesus said in the Gospels, like he would go and he would intentionally preach. He would stand and he would um, talk about some scriptures. He'd talk about the kingdom. He'd stand up and teach. But some of the things that he was doing and some, that's in our Bibles right now is he was doing something. He was, he was releasing the presence of the Holy Spirit upon a person, and they were having an encounter that was somewhat odd or unexpected or, 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 or exciting or offensive. And he, was, he, was actually, he started explaining the encounter, and that became his message for the day. So it, it's kind of cool when God shows up, you release, you were, we're imparting the person of the Holy Spirit onto somebody, and that the Spirit is coming upon that individual, and it's manifesting in it's just many different ways that you can possibly think of. And then, and then we're, we get up and we can explain, here's what, here's what God is making available to us. And it's communicating his heart, it's communicating his desire. 
So I want to do a little bit ha, 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 of that. <laughs> Matthew 5, verse 6. Matthew 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. (laughs) Hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. I wish, I would just want to get like every single word in this verse. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. (laughs) More, Lord. More, Lord. More. (laughs) More for Carrie and Nancy. I can't really tell who's getting encountered, Nancy or Carrie or both. (laughs) Good, good, yeah. There's something that happens when hunger and thirst awakens inside an individual. It pulls heaven and an encounter occurs. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be satisfied. The righteousness, I love John G. Lake. He he just simply talks about righteousness, the rightness of God, the rightness of God in your spirit. The rightness of God in your, in, your, in, your, in your thought life. The rightness of God in your home. Right now, what's happening is the rightness of God is coming into, a, into the emotions of an individual. And it's releasing joy. It's releasing peace. It's releasing heaven. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And a hunger is awakening in this generation that is causing explosions of heaven, kingdom of heaven manifesting in the earth, and that will mark the generation in which the Lord returns. See, God's doing something right now. I think there's something about hunger and thirst that grabs the attention of God like nothing else. You know, sometimes we look at, at, at the scriptures, we look at prophecies, we look at the second coming of Jesus, and we get into events and dates, and we think that God somehow just sets a date on a calendar and that that's just what's going to happen. And we say, oh, good, Thanksgiving's coming up. I guess I will just let it happen when it happens. I am just convinced through reading the scriptures that God is not, he is, he is, he, even with, with his first coming, his second coming, he is coming in response to a cry from his people. I don't know if Tracy's telling me to wrap it up or, no, no, <laughs> or to keep going. So... Uh, <laughs> He's coming in response to a cry. At the first exodus, the Israelites are in Egypt. They're crying out to God day and night. And God says, I have heard the cry of my people. And a deliverer is raised up. And signs and wonders break out at a level that the earth has never seen before. The first coming of Christ. I am convinced there was a cry in the heart of that people. There was a cry for those that wanted salvation from their sin, that wanted an encounter with God, who were hungry and who were thirsty for righteousness. And it pulled the Son of God out of, out of heaven, took on human flesh, and came to, to, make, to, 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 to dwell on the earth among men. And he came and he encountered them. And what Jesus was doing at that first coming, he's saying, repent. 
The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Change, turn, change the way you think. Change your direction because the kingdom of God that you've been crying out for, that your heart's been longing for, has finally arrived. And Jesus was doing something very interesting. Um, what, is, what we see happening in the earth today is this uh, miraculous, um, miraculous arising of a, of a worship and prayer movement that is actually prophesied in the scriptures. Um, and, uh, and, and what's exciting about that is that, that, a, that a hunger is awakening in people that's producing a cry. Okay? Um, and sometimes what, we, what happens when we get into a place of prayer, we get into, into personal prayer intercession, we're coming to God asking him for something as if he didn't want to give it to us. Hoping that, ah, if I just show up this time, maybe God, you know, will finally just show up and, ah, I just, he hasn't shown up the last time or the last time or the last time. Maybe if I, if I cry harder, if I grip my teeth more, if I, ah, maybe he'll come. And the scripture talks about crying. It talks about groaning and travailing. And so I don't want to dismiss that. But what happens, what hunger is not, hung, what, what, because hungry people do cry out. Hungry people, they go after something and they don't really care who they stomp on to get it. Okay? Um, just, just doing church camps in high school and being, a, being a, a counselor for that, and people have been playing outside all day and they're hungry. They're going for the dinner lines. They don't care if it's ladies first. <laughs> you know, they're going for the line. They're getting it. It doesn't matter what is that, that lunch lady is slopping on their plate. They are hungry for something and they're going to get it. And that's the nature of hungry people. But what hunger is not, it's not all of those outward groanings and cries to try to get God's attention. It's something birthed deep from within. And what happens is, 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 God, give us hunger right now. I ask for more hunger. I ask for more hunger for your righteousness. I ask for more hunger for your presence, oh God. Mm. God. Jesus was showing people that he honors hunger and thirst. That he actually wants to break in. And he spent roughly three years as a man, moving in the power of the Holy Spirit, demonstrating how God wants to break open and encounter people. For a couple of hundred years, there was no prophet in the land, people of God probably wondering, does God still want to meet us? Does God still want to encounter us? Does God still want to meet me? Are the promises really true? The Son of God comes in with a day-by-day-by-day breakthrough that created a hunger and a thirst in people. They said, I'm going to run for this man because I know he wants to encounter me. Sometimes we look at our lives and we realize, I mean, I just want to be real. Um, the reality can come to us of, of, our, of a lack of hunger. Um, and, and because what, what hunger doesn't do, hunger doesn't wait and sit here and just kind of twiddles its thumbs until something passes by maybe that I can kind of grab hold of. Hunger is, is oh, it has a drive to it. Um, but what God did, what Jesus was, was doing, was he was awakening hunger by demonstrating his goodness and his desire to break through. And God is doing that in this house. He's doing that 
in, this, in the body of Christ right now. He is releasing his power and his glory in such a measure that's creating a hunger in people who have not experienced him that way. And so it's drawing people to him in a greater measure. These testimonies that you just heard, one right after the other, it's a, the power of a testimony is to create an awakened hunger and thirst in you. It's an invitation. Somebody else's encounter is an invitation for you. And my heart even today is to awaken something in that, in us. And something that hunger also does not do, it does not quit until it is satisfied. Okay? But it comes from a place of knowing and a place of understanding that this God, he has met people. He's encountered people. If not, if, if he's going to encounter the lady in Macy's, why not me? If he's going to encounter that guy Matthew talked to that never experienced God before, why not me? If I go. You know, sometimes we get so caught up today, and I'm, I've, I've been guilty of this myself, of, of does God want to heal me? Does God want to deliver me? Does God want to break through? Because our grid is a, li- is, is a, is a life in a pattern of not seeing breakthrough. It's, it's, it's a, it's, a lot of us have been beaten way down by disappointment, and that's what we gaze upon is the lack of breakthrough. And we start believing lies from hell that God does not want to encounter us. What Jesus is doing here is saying, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Why? Because they will be satisfied. They will be filled. There was so not a question about God's desire to heal somebody or deliver somebody in the days of Jesus, in the days of the first century church, that they would start lining people up outside in the middle of the street, expecting to get an encounter from Jesus, from Paul and from Peter. I'm just thinking about imagining power breaking out at the Galleria. <laughs> encounter at Macy's word starts getting out to Nordstrom hey I hear something's happening over at Macy's Nordstrom lose all their customers Macy's is filling up and 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 the question is not does God want to heal does God want to does God want to break through no 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 they're saying so I heard someone encountered God and my son here needs to encounter Jesus can you do something for my son boom encounter. Oh, and it, and it awakens somebody else. They start drawing in because God is demonstrating his desire to encounter, his desire to deliver, his desire to heal. It was not a question. And what God is delivering the church of right now, oh, wow. What will this look like when there's no more disappointment? What will it look like when the church really believes that God wants to encounter me? You know, Jesus, um, there were times when he gave some um, seemingly harsh rebukes to his disciples for their lack of faith. Um, and sometimes we read that, and I don't know about you, sometimes it's easy for me to read those things of, you faithless and perverse generation, <laughs> what's wrong? You're like, Jesus, <laughs> weren't you just talking about, you know, like, 
prodigal son thing, love, you know, something like that. Um, um, and you see, you, you just see there, there was no faith. There's no unbelief. And he's, he's shocked sometimes by the lack of belief. And, um, and what's common in our heads is to imagine a context like, like we may be used to growing up with a, where we're not used to seeing breakthrough on a regular basis. Um, and so, so we see that passion as, oh, I don't have enough faith, I have too much da-da-da, and we start hitting ourselves. And, and, and there's, there's probably truth. There's probably some, some or, or very possibly, some place of, of unbelief in our hearts. However, the context of Jesus' rebuke at that, at that level of, of sharpness, um, and, and I don't know the tone of his voice, I'm just looking at the scriptures with my eyes and through my own filters. Um, but he's, uh, what, what's seemingly harsh about it is that Every single day, they are singing powerful breakthroughs and encounters. One after another, after another, after another. And what Jesus is saying, see, this is the heart of the Father right here. The heart of the Father is to come and release the presence of the Holy Spirit and drive out all unrighteousness from you. To drive out unrighteousness of, of, of oppression in your heart to drive out the unrighteousness of the lies of Satan in your mind about the nature of God, to drive out the unrighteousness in your, of sickness and disease in your body. Because when the presence of God is coming in, and it's pressing, he's coming in holiness, he's coming in righteousness, he's the Holy Spirit, and he's coming and he's driving away everything that keeps us from experiencing him. And he's saying, I want to encounter you in this way. I want to break through. And so when his disciples are not having faith for a situation, I imagine Jesus is saying, guys, I've, don't you remember when I fed the 5,000? Don't you remember when I fed the 4,000? Don't you remember when I healed little Samuel or when I healed, healed little, little Peter or healed little so-and-so or healed their mom you know, and, and, and delivered them? And, and don't you see my desire to do it? That's going to happen. It's going to start happening more and more. These, this, we're, being, we're sharing these testimonies right now to create an environment of faith in the room because it, we're demonstrating the heart of the Father to encounter people that for most of their lives have been embittered against Him or not known Him. He wants to bring breakthrough into your life. He wants to set you free. He wants to heal you. There's coming a day when it will not be a question anymore in the church because we'll be seeing it more and more and these testimonies are going to start awakening us. And something happens when you're in that environment of encounter that, that this hunger and this thirst starts pushing you to Jesus, and you start doing things that you normally wouldn't do. Um, in the scriptures, there was so much encounter happening, and, and there was so much revelation in the hearts of, of the people that God is good, and he wants to break in and set things right in the hearts and the lives of people, that, that, that you, had, you had the Syrophoenician woman, a Gentile woman, not allowed to, to really touch, or, 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 or it's... it's, it's social abnormality to, 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 to um, associate with a Jewish man, and she's coming towards him, have, have mercy, my daughter, she's got a demon, and just do something, do something. He says, no, I'm not. 
okay, well, God doesn't want to heal today. God doesn't want to deliver me. I guess I'm just going to stay in my junk. No, she said, nah, uh I've seen him do this, and I believe he's good. Jesus, have mercy. Jesus, I know you can do this. I know you want to do this. Breakthrough, I'm here, I'm waiting. And, she, and she's going for him. No. I didn't come for you. And he basically insults her. Um, and she could have gone, okay, I guess it's not his will to heal. I guess it's not his will to deliver my daughter. So I'll go back home. Something in her was awakened because she'd heard about this man. Someone told her, or she saw with her eyes, this man, he, he has a heart to set captives free. And I believe he's going to do it with my daughter. And she keeps pressing in. And he marvels at her faith. He marvels at her faith. Part of the reason I think he marveled at her was because he gave her every reason to believe that, that, there, that, that she had every reason to believe just from that conversation that he didn't want to do it. But that she had didn't let that, that present circumstance, she didn't let that, that lack of breakthrough that she was seeing with her eyes, she didn't let that keep her from, from believing that he really did want to do it. She, she remembered those, those stories she's heard. She remembers those things that she saw. She says, I'm going to keep going because I know he really wants to do this and that he's going to say yes. Blind Bartimaeus was crying out, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, be quiet. He may not want to heal today. He's tired. Stop bothering him. Okay, I guess, I guess he doesn't want to touch me today. No, no, be quiet, be quiet. Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. He kept pressing through. Not because, oh, if I just blah, enough, God will finally hear me going to be interesting on the recording. <laughs> we'll get really loud. Um, he's saying, no, 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 no. I know this man. If, he, if I get a touch from this man, I know he's going to encounter me because I know he's good. And I know that's his desire to bring righteousness in me. And I have a hunger and thirst for righteousness in my eyes and in my heart that I have got to get to this man. And the woman with the issue of blood, she was pushing through crowds considered ceremony, uh, ceremonially unclean. Don't bother Jesus. He's too busy today. He's tired of your crying. He's tired of your this. He's tired of your that. Just, just, just wait. Maybe if you just sit here real humbly and just try to not be noticed, he'll, he'll pass by you and just like blink at you and you'll be fine. No, no, no. She says, I know he's going to heal. I know that I touch him. I know this man. Is, I know he's good. I know he's love. I'm going to press in. I'm going to... And power flowed from Jesus and healed her. He's awakening something here. He's awakening something here. Um, Acts chapter 2, 17. I'm going to wrap up pretty soon. It shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. 
Even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I will in those days pour forth of my spirit and they shall prophesy. I will grant wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord shall come. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God has, he has set forth a promise from the prophet Joel of a, of, a, of, a, of a generation that he's bringing into the earth where encounter and, and, and then the presence of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the living God will be a regular occurrence globally. And he gave a little down payment on the day of Pentecost. But there's a generation today where greater Pentecost will be experienced. And there's a promise that these people remembered. There was a hunger that his disciples remembered. See, what's happening as we call out to the Lord is that we let that hunger build up. We're, we're feeding our hearts on these testimonies of breakthrough. We're saying, God, you did it for him. You can do it for me. You want to do it for me. And we're letting it drive it. Sometimes we hear a testimony. We say, oh, God, you haven't healed me. God, you haven't delivered me. God, you haven't encountered me. I've never felt you. I've never felt you. I've never felt you. And we're going further away in disappointment and further away while, while these people that, whose faith Jesus honored, they said, no, 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 no. I, maybe not today, but I'm going to go tomorrow. Maybe not today. I'm, I'm going to go back. I know he wants to do this. I'm going to press through because the hunger has been awakened in me because he's demonstrated his goodness. And I believe it. I believe it. And his, his, his apostles, 120 people that were in this room, they had heard him promise, I am going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. This was dramatic because this was the first time in human history where God would decide to fully inhabit a human being forever. Jesus came to demonstrate that and to create and to, to raise up a new, a, new, a new type of human being that would be fully possessed by God. Everything he did from the incarnation to his life and his miracles, to his death on the cross, staying in the grave, his resurrection, there is still something greater that he was offering. And that was an encounter with the spirit where, the, where, the, where, where mankind for the first time would take on the very righteousness and the nature of God. And there was a hunger in these men that for 10 days, they had this promise. God wants to break through. Jesus wants to break through. And they were remembering, here's how he broke through there. Here's how he broke through there. Remember he said he was going to do this. Remember he said he was going to do that. And, and they start, God, here we are. God, here we are. We're waiting. They didn't know. They said, he said, not many days from now, I'm going to encounter you. Church, not many days from now, God's coming. Pfft. Not many moments from now, God wants to encounter you and impart the person of the Holy Spirit into your life to drive out all of the work of Satan in your life. And they believed and they waited. They waited and they cried out with faith. And it was these hungry people that the Spirit of God came to possess. Satan thought that he did a good job at killing this man full of the Holy Spirit, full of heaven, until he realized that in so doing, there would be 120 more Jesuses start walking around. 
and then 3,000 more <laughs> on that same day. And that's, that, that cycle and that environment of breakthrough began being released again. And that was the expectation and that was the faith. I want worship team to go ahead and come up. You know, the first century church um, encounter with the person of God and the, the Holy Spirit um, was a very regular thing. And, and these, 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 these people would hear the stories of encounter. And, and what's, what's happened throughout church history is that you see people, little individuals, some of them just regular old business people, some regular old workers or housewives or nannies and just that laid hold of something, got hungry as they heard these testimonies and faith started to awaken. They said, why not me? 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 They would go, they would keep going until God would encounter them because something in them said, it may not have been yesterday, but here I am today, God. And I just, I just want to read a couple of stories um, of, of just encounter and breakthrough that God has done with, with people throughout history um, and, and, and uh, just to, to help awaken some more faith in us. And say, Why not me, God? You had uh, this man, Dwight L. Moody. That, um, it, and here's a testimony of an encounter of, with God. Um, it says, not long after, this is his friend, R.A. Torrey, talking about it. One day on his way to England, Dwight L. Moody was walking up Wall Street in New York. And, and in the midst of the bustle and the hurry of the city, his prayer was answered. He'd been crying out for breakthrough. He'd been crying out for encounter with the Holy Spirit. And while he's in his bustle and hurry of the city, the power of God falls on him. He's walking up the street. He had to hurry off to the house of a friend and ask that he might have a room by himself. In that room, he stayed alone for hours. And the Holy Ghost came upon him, filling his soul with such joy that at last he had to ask God to withhold his hand lest he die on the spot from that very joy. He went out from the place with the power of the Holy Ghost upon him. He went to London. The power of God wrought through him mightily in North London, and hundreds were added to the churches. And that was what led to his being invited to speak many places. But here's his own account, Dwight L. Moody. I was crying all the time that God would fill me with his spirit. There was a hunger in him that had been awakened. There was a thirst in him that had been awakened. And he said, I, I, I know he wants to do this. I've heard him do it before. And he says, one day in the city of New York, oh, what a day, I cannot describe it. I seldom refer to it. It's almost too sacred an experience to name. I can only say that God revealed himself to me and I had such an experience of his love that I had to ask him to stay his hand. I went to preaching again. The sermons were not different. I didn't present any new truths and yet hundreds were converted. I would not now be placed back where I was before that blessed experience as you should give me all the world. It would be as the small dust of the balance. John G. Lake, one of my favorites, all throughout his life, moving in signs and wonders, healing the sick, casting out demons. And people constantly tried to convince him, oh, Mr. Lake, why do you want more? Why do you want more? You have a beautiful anointing of the Holy Spirit on your life. God moves through you mightily. Why are you asking him for more? He says, because there's a hunger in me. I know there's more that, that is not being satisfied right now. And he goes into a time of fasting and prayer for nine months. 
And then one day he's, he's in a room with his friend, praying with a lady with rheumatoid arthritis. And he's sitting in a chair and the Holy Spirit starts to encounter him very subtly at first. He's saying, Mr. Lake, you're now baptized in the Holy Spirit. You're now immersed in the Spirit of God. And he starts shaking. He starts jerking. He goes up. His friends motion him to come pray for the woman. He sticks, he, all he does is sticks his finger on the head of the woman. And he could tell by her countenance that there was something starting to, to occur and that she was sensing something happening. But his friend didn't really, didn't realize what was happening. His friend touches her hand and shockwaves the Holy Spirit knock his friend across the room. The power of God is breaking out. And something, what John G. Lake describes, the love of God, the peace of God filling my soul. The physical manifestations were cool. They were neat. They were awesome. But what was happening inward, a work of, the, of God where he met me in a day that I'll never forget. And I've been in that place of God breakthrough. I need an encounter with the love of the Father. I didn't get it from my dad. I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm quoting verses and I'm quoting verses and I'm saying, God, when are you going to break through? When are you going to break through? Heal my heart. Oh God. And one night in my bedroom, I go home and I say, I just, I I had the faith for it that night. And I sat down and and for two hours, I'm with the Lord listening to, to the IHOP awakening. They're talking, but they're shared a testimony about the Father's love. And that testimony awakened faith in my heart. But I won't lie to you, two hours later, I was about ready to give up. But God said, wait just a minute. Just a minute. I really do want to break through. I really do want to break through. Less than nine minutes later, the internal audible voice of God, it's internal, but it feels like it's coming from miles away, breaking off religion, breaking off striving, breaking off shame, breaking off self-hatred. And I fall out of my chair and I'm shaking and I'm feeling the love of God pouring out into my heart and I'm being filled with joy I'm being filled with laughter and he's speaking he's declaring his delight he's declaring his love over me and for days I was shaking for days I, was, I couldn't stop I opened up the Bible Galatians 4 it says you're no longer a slave but a son and if a son then a co-heir through Christ and when he said I'm a, I'm a son and not a slave it hit my heart such I couldn't help but cry out God, I'm a son and not a slave. And I'm a son and not a slave. I'm holding my head in my pillow so I don't wake up anybody in my house. I'm a son and not a slave. I'm texting all my friends. I'm a son, not a slave with a million exclamation points. And I'm, I, I can't even stay in public without experiencing the presence of God. And I tell you these things, there was, there was months and months and months of me of, of contending, of, of, of believing. And, and I don't mean, ah, I mean, God, I'm here. I don't know what this looks like, but I heard you've done this for somebody else and something in me has to believe that this is available. I'm tired. I need help. And I really wish you'd just hurry up and do this. And day and day and week after. And, but God shows up and he's taken me. It's an encounter that's marked my life. It was just an initiation into this place of experiencing the love of the Father. And I don't believe this is just a one-time thing. He wants us more and more. And he's encountering me in ways where I'm beginning to get, beginning, very much beginning, to get that he wants to do this. That this is what he wants to want. And so these testimonies that you've heard, these are invitations. 
So I believe sometimes the Lord will sovereignly break in in order to awaken hunger in his people. But that is not just meant for an encounter to walk away with and just say, well, that, that was a cool experience. He's saying, no, 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 no. Come. So many words. Just come if you're thirsty. Come. Come and I will satisfy you. Come if you're tired and you're weary. Come if you're broken and oppressed and sick and demonized. And I will come and I will deliver you because that's my heart. He is named Jesus because he would save his people from their sins. He would save them from unrighteousness. I want to invite you to come up today. You've been, you've been saying, God, come, come. And the disappointment has set in and something just hasn't been, been setting in for a healing, for deliverance, for encounter, for, 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 for just, just the work of Satan in your life to be destroyed. And you haven't seen the breakthrough, but something has awakened in you. Maybe it's just a little bit. But you're ready to come up again and say, God, here I am. I'm responding to that cry to come. I'm responding to your invitation. Help me, help me, help me. I want you to come on up.